Hello and good morning from where you're listening from. It's my hope and prayer God has kept you in good health and faith. Today's sermon is all about discernment even as I unfold it through the lives of, and examples of people in the Bible as how they lived their lives in context of what Jesus told the Pharisees in Mark chapter 7 verses 1 to 23 which says this, that... Then the Pharisees and some of the scribes came together to him, having come from Jerusalem. Now when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with defiled, with defiled, that is, with unwashed hands, they found fault. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands in a special way, holding the tradition of the elders. When they come, when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash and there are many other things which they have received and hold like the washing of cups, pitchers, coppers, vessels, and coaches. Then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? He answered and said to them, Well did Isaiah, prophe well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is, as it is written, these people honors me with their lips, but their hearts is far from me, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandments of God, you hold the tradition of men, the washing of pitchers and cups and many other such things you do. He said to them, All too well you reject the commandment of God, that you may keep your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother. And he who curses her, their mother or father, let him be put to death. But you say, if a man says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is Corban, that is a gift to God, then you no longer let him do anything for his father or his mother, making the word of God of no effect through your tradition which you have handed down and many such things you do. And when he had called all the multitude to himself, he said to them, Hear me, everyone, and understand. There is nothing that enters a man from outside which can defile him, but the things which come out of him, those are the things that defile a man. If anyone has ear to hear, let him hear. When he had entered a house away from the crowd, his disciples asked him concerning the parable. So he said to them, Are you thus without understanding also? Do you not perceive that whatever enters a man from outside cannot defile him? Because it does not enter his heart, but his stomach, and is eliminated, thus purifying all foods. And he said, What comes out of a man that defiles a man? For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornication, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, and evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile a man. This statement has never been clear to me until the day when my faith got uh, tested, when I was new in faith and struggling to quit mm, shisha smoking and alcohol also. I would lock myself up because I thought uh, the reason for always going back to things I wanted to stop is because of, of what's happening outside. 
Little did I know, by so doing, I was only postponing and not making steps to recover. And uh, so I decided to face my demon through confronting it. And I did so by visiting the places and sitting. And uh, slowly by slowly, I don't know how, but the urges left me. And today I can sit with people drinking and smoking but i myself won't even be bothered is a risk yes but second corinthians 12 9 says god's power is manifested in our weaknesses going through that situation taught me a great deal uh, of it is what goes out that matters but not what goes in take an example of a drunkard who just have his drinks in peace and uh, causes no disturbance to one who is sober but his utterances are full of deceit, rumor mongering, strife, envy, uh, malicious uh, propaganda, jealousness, even insults, you name them. To me, I see the drunkard as being better off. I think the problem with the latter is that the influence of alcohol comes with it you see it's hard uh, controlling yourself when you are with the bottle it's always hard to keep cool and gather thoughts you see it always wants to take the lead and the lead has a high chance to lead to sin that's why we ask to always to be always sober away from that uh, there are many other examples of men and women in the bible which to us we can say through our worldly views, they were unclean and unfit to be in God's kingdom and uh, some that uh, we can conclude either by their dressing or how they carry themselves, they are going to heaven. But here Jesus wanted uh, to us to discern. God himself says, he does not look as man does. Uh, men look at the outside, but he looks at the inside. And an example in this particular context of what really matters is what comes out is Isaiah the prophet, where we read in chapter, uh, chapter 6 verse 5 of him saying, Woe to me, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips. This is what came out of him, a confession. Reading the earlier chapter of the same Isaiah, Isaiah seemed bitter as to how Israel carried the itself. Little did he know that God was searching for that one man to send uh, to his people to warn them. And even we read in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8, this is what it says that. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8, as I open, it says this that. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will give for us? Who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am. Send me. You see? And this is, uh, Isaiah acted. You see? Amid is the bitterness, the accusation he had in his heart. He brings out a confession and allow, allows God to use him. And that was the beginning of his ministry. Another example is Joshua, who was high priest during the return of the exile and reaching his story in, uh, reading his story in Zechariah and, uh, and Haggai. It seemed Joshua always wanted to do what is right, but will not do due to people 
influence around him. It was with this desire that brings a renewal from the Lord reading Zechariah uh, chapter 3. Zechariah chapter 3 from verse 1 to 5, it says this, uh, Then he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angels of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to oppose him. And the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not brand, a brand plucked from the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and was standing before the angels. Then he answered and spoke to those who stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And to him he said, See, I have removed your iniquity from you, and I will clothe you with rich robes. And I said, Let them put a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean turban on his head, and they put the clothes on him, and the angels of the Lord stood by. Uh, with this, a renewal, uh, with this you get an understanding of not so a perfect man, because if he were, then there would be no accusation from Satan. It could have been like Job, Satan accusing God of his protection over him. That's why he's diligent in his service to him. But uh, this is not the case with Joshua. He had past mistake, but he brought out a desire to do what is right and giving heed to God's message messengers and uh, that is why God uses him uh, to be in charge as, as a priest in his house. Uh, Hosea the prophet is another example who brought in a prostitute as a wife in order to bring out God's impending judgment on Israel through the naming of his children as read in Hosea 1 uh, of Loruama, Jezreel, you see. We also have uh, examples of men and women who are on the contrary. Uh, one of them is King Solomon, who at first had dedicated his life to God, even building him a temple and enabling worship. Only at the end, for him to bring out confusion, and the confusion led to the kingdom of Israel being torn apart after he had died. The Pharisees brought in religion. A limited one where they like put God in a box and what they brought out is jealousy, hatred, vengeance, corruption, self-seeking, pride, etc, etc. Jesus describes them in Luke 14 when he was uh, uh, at a prominent Pharisee's house where he had been invited to help his disciples discern. He says as from verses 7 to 11, he says this, So he told a parable to those who were invited when he noted how, he, how they chose the blessed places, saying to them, When you are invited by anyone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in the best place, lest one more honorable than you be invited by him. And he who invited you and him come and stay to you, say to you, Give place to this man, and then you begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down in the lowest place, so that when he who invited you comes, he may say to you, Friend, go up higher, then you will have glory in the presence of those who sit at the table with you. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles will be, will be exalted. You see? 
we too are called to discern. Ephesians 5:15 to 17 says, Be very careful how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, uh, but, but understanding what the Lord's will is. I finish off with Proverbs chapter 2, verses 11, which says that a minute I open uh, Proverbs 2. Yes, there we are. Uh, it says this, that uh, discretion will uh, preserve you and understanding will keep you. Thank you and God bless you even as you let the Holy Spirit help you to discern. Are you hungry for it?